holy, holy, I will bless His name again. He is here. Listen closely. Hear Him calling out. There's nothing, absolutely nothing, that will be impossible for us these days when we are gathered together. We greet you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. What an honor it always is to stand before the people of God, to be able to speak of our lovely Lord and His Word, the great things that He has done, is doing, and is going to do. I know it's the first night. You're probably tired. You've traveled. But let's look into the Word a little bit. Um, Turn with me, if you would, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Certainly greet each of you, all the ministers that were here. So appreciate Brother Tim once again having this camp for the youth. We so appreciate the other ministers that will be speaking, Brother Ron, Brother Andrew. Looking forward to that, what the Lord has given them for these times that we're together. I want to speak to you tonight on facts versus truth. Facts versus truth. Now, you may think they're the same thing, but actually sometimes they're not. I've been listening to a a song the last six, seven months, something like that, and it deals with this about sometimes the facts can be stacked up against you, but the truth is God's on your side. Brother Aaron Oglesby was up with us last Sunday, and he touched on this same thing. Let me read to you what the word fact actually means. A piece of information about circumstances that exist or events that have occurred. Let me read to you again. A piece of information, not the entire scope of the information, but a piece of the information about circumstances that exist or events that have occurred. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed. Now this, of course, speaking of Abraham and the promise that God had made to Abraham, which is our father, who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So he calls things that were not actually in existence yet, but he called them, addressed them, spoke to them, And dealt with them as if though they were already there. Now listen to verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope. 
that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not. Now these are the facts that will get you in trouble. He considered not his own body now dead. So it was a fact his body was now dead. Here's another fact. When he was about a hundred years old. Another fact. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So now these are facts. But he believes something different. Notice in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Are there any of his children here tonight that believe the same thing? Verse 22, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now because he believed God this way, God imputed this faith to this man for righteousness, which is right standing with God. I may like to be remembered tonight as we pray. Just raise your hand there before the Lord. Heavenly Father, as we begin these days together, We are so thankful, Lord, for the opportunity. We're expecting you, Lord, to come and do what you always do. Heal the sick, save the lost, fill with the Holy Ghost, set the captive free, cast out evil spirits. That's what we're used to seeing you do. And we believe, Father, in these days that we're together, that you are going to do it once more. It is our expectation that you will meet with us and once again there will be lives that will be changed and transformed. Speak to us tonight, Father, in this beginning service. Help me, Lord, that I can be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Lead me down the direction of the needs of these people. You're the only one that can custom fit a sermon that would be able to go to every hungry heart. And no doubt, we're only seeing a small portion of those who are hearing tonight. Those that will be streaming and those that will go back. So, Lord, the audience is vast and the needs are many, but your power is so great. Speak to us tonight, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask it. And the saint said, Sure, you can do better than that, can't you? Ah, there you go. God bless you. You can be seated. I'm sure all of us have heard it said that the devil cannot tell the truth. But in reality, that's not the truth. Because the devil can tell the truth when it's to his advantage. And he will actually use truth and facts against us if we 
will allow him to. You know, facts are something that we as the people of God, our faith is based upon facts. It's based upon truths. But sometimes our enemy will take certain facts and blend them in and misrepresent them in order to defeat us. I want you to think just a minute. It might take a few minutes to catch this thought. But what does Satan use against many of us in order to get us discouraged? Our failures, our weaknesses. Is the, are those facts? And he will say, well, you've done this and you've done that. Why even go to that youth camp? How many have you been to? And you left. You didn't get what you sought. Other people said they got this and that and the other. They run and they jumped and they hollered. And you was just as sincere as they were. And you went there with needs of your life. And yet you left and you were so disappointed. Now is that the fact for some of you? It probably is. So he will uh, try to accumulate those facts and convince you that why should you even go? Well, you've already put forth the effort and you're here tonight. Oh, yeah, he said, well, there's no need for you to really get in. It'll be like it's been before. No doubt there's some of you sitting here tonight and the facts are you have addictions in your life. No doubt there's some of you sitting here tonight and you have problems with pornography. You have problems with besetting sins. And the facts are sure. And Satan will use them against you. But the truth is, Jesus loves you. The truth is, you can be delivered from every one of those problems that you have. Now, I'm not here tonight to tell you that some of those facts do not exist. You know, Abraham did not say he was not an old man. Abraham did not say Sarah was not an old woman. Abraham did not say his body was not dead. He did not say Sarah's womb was not dead. But what he refused to say was that those present circumstances was going to keep God's promise from coming to pass in their life. You realize that God's word is so profound and the prophet said it over and over again that the Lord Jesus is the high priest of our confession and that he can only do for us in heaven as we say on the earth that he's already done it for us. So if the devil can keep us down in the mouth and all weary and all worn and you look at your defeats and you look at your past failures and you say, well, that's probably who I'll be all of my life. I'll agree with you. Until you get to a spot that you can get above your failures and above your past and above all your shortcomings, the prophet said you will never live any higher than you confess that you are somebody say amen so you see the devil will try to accumulate all of those things that he calls as facts and say you might as well just go ahead and admit it you will never be an overcoming Christian 
You'll always be one of those around the message that just makes it from one youth camp to another. Well, no doubt there are some people and they will be those type of people. But that will be up to you whether or not you want to be that way. If you don't want to live from one youth meeting to another and from one youth banquet to another, then there's nothing in God's word that says you have to. Unless you will accept less than what God has for you tonight. I believe that the prophet of God tells us a man or woman can live so completely surrendered to God that the devil don't know what to do with you. Oh, can you imagine that you get up every morning and you don't shake and tremble, but when you get up, young person, and you set your foot down on the floor and the devil says, oh no, here he comes again. Oh no, here she comes again. Another child of God, another young person filled with the Holy Ghost, another young person that believes God's word. I heard Brother Tim giving a little of his testimony there about how he was saved as a young man. Don't you admire God doing something like that in our brother's life? Keeping him through all of these years, I too was saved as a young man. Giving my heart to the Lord when I was 12. Started to preach when I was 18. Been pastoring for over 40 years. Now I'm 67 in a few months. And yet I've got a greater determination tonight than I had it when I was 12. I've got a greater determination tonight to stand for the truth and preach the word. But Brother Donnie, you're an old man. Don't tell me that I don't know it yet. I'm still acting like I'm a young man. I'm still behaving like I'm a young man. And as a matter of fact, I'm more threat to hell tonight than I was when I was 20. I'm more threat to hell tonight than I was when I was 40. Now you realize it depends on what you and I want to be. It's not just what Satan dictates and says, well, you'll never be this and you'll never be that. Whose report are we gonna believe? Are we gonna believe what the devil says or are we gonna believe what God says? Well, the facts may be stacked up against you tonight, but let me tell you something. Jesus is here. He's already here on the very first night. Don't wait till tomorrow night. Don't wait till tomorrow morning. Why not get set free right here tonight? Why not get filled with the Holy Ghost right here tonight? But Brother Donya, the facts are against me. They might be, but all the facts do not change God's word that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's God's truth. Let's use a few Bible characters here if we can tonight. In the days of Noah, the facts are it never had rained. Uh, you Louisiana folks, you find that hard to believe, right? Those of you that come to youth camp find it hard to believe. But yet it never had rained before. How peculiar and strange that it must have been when this man stands out and preaches against the facts. Now think of it, they had never seen rain clouds. They had never heard thunder. They had never seen lightning. And God introduces a word to Noah that had never been said before. And that was the word rain. 
Now you imagine when he got up and started preaching that it's gonna rain and there's coming a flood. God changed this man's vocabulary. And they must have said, rain? What is rain? Well, it's gonna come a rain and it's gonna come a flood. Flood? What is a flood? Well, we have no proof it's ever rained before. And it hadn't. It had never, there had never been the clouds that gathered together because God had so designed the earth that the earth had its own watering system built in the soil itself. Notice in Genesis 2, 5. And every plant of the field before that was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no man to till the ground. And there went up a mist from the earth. So God irrigated the earth with a mist. So when the earth started getting a little bit dry, God just turned the irrigation pipes on and the mist come up on the earth and the whole thing was watered everywhere. And yet God started telling this man, but it's gonna rain. You imagine Noah said, Lord, what you say? Rain, what in the world is rain? I've never even heard of rain before. Well, let me explain it to you, Noah, how it works. Actually, the moisture and the precipitation will drop down from the heavens instead of coming from the earth up. Well, Lord, how can that be? I've never even seen that happen before. Well, no, it's like this. When I divided the waters from the waters, I pulled a great vaporous canopy over the top of the earth. It's held up by moisture and humidity, high pressure and low pressure and so on. I have kept a high pressure over the earth since the day that I made it, but I'm fixing to allow a low pressure to come in in order for the cumulus clouds to be able to build and the water vapor will start forming in the earth and then it'll start dropping down. I know I said, what a miraculous thing, Lord. Well, I never even heard of it before. The facts were it never had rain. The facts were there were no clouds. The facts were that there had never been any lightning or any thunder, but the truth said it's going to rain. Now you imagine you could have missed church for 45 years and stay out of church for 45 years, and one day you decide, I'm going back to hear old Pastor Noah. Well, you know what? The last sermon that he preached when you was there, he was preaching about rain. Well, this time you come back after 45 years, and Noah gets up and said, glory to God, I'll tell you one thing, I was out praying this morning, and I heard them birds singing. I looked up there, and I saw them beautiful skies, and I thought how wonderful it was. It was such an awesome day, and then I got to thinking, it's gonna rain. And I said, Lord, have mercy. I ain't been to church in 45 years and he's preaching the same thing then. That's right, because that was the message of the hour. Don't get tired of your pastor preaching about the seven things. Don't get tired of your minister preaching about the seven seals and the seven church ages. This is our message. This is our time. And just as sure as it rains, there are young people sitting in this place tonight that are going to be raptured in a moment in a twinkling of an eye by the power of God. So the facts said it never had been, it couldn't be, but the truth is Genesis 7, 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep. You see, friends, the water didn't just come from up here. It come from down here. 
the aquifers that are in the ground. God released above and God released beneath. So the aquifers in the ground began to ooze where all this was coming out in the nice form of a mist. And they started exploding. The aquifers from the ground. And they started pouring out from the heavens. The fountains of the deep broken up. And the windows of heaven were open. And the rain, the rain, the word that had never been spoken yet was now made manifest. So facts versus faith and faith won out. You understand? Now, let's, let's think about the man that we read about here in the book of Romans chapter 4. Abraham, and we all are familiar with his life, and what a great man that he was. I can't wait to meet him myself. And there are so many avenues of faith by which God projected his word to this man, but we're all familiar with the one about Isaac, that God had promised he was going to have a son and be a father of many nations. Now, the facts were Abraham was too old. Another fact was Sarah was too old. Another fact was his manhood was gone. Sarah's ability to conceive was gone. Her heart could not take childbirth. Her blood pressure could not deal with childbirth. Her milk veins were dried up. What am I quoting to you? Facts. Facts. Neither of them had the nerves to deal with a newborn baby. Can you imagine a 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman getting up with a baby squalling and screaming and changing his diaper all night long and it getting its days and nights all mixed up and getting the colic and getting everything else? There ain't no way in the world they've got the nerves to deal with a newborn. Brother Homer Longoria said he loves to see the headlights whenever his, his kids is bringing them grandchildren to see him. But he also loved to see the taillights as goes as going back out the driveway. Well, that's the way it is when you're grandparents and you've got them grandchildren. If they're so grand. One reason they're grand is because mom and daddy can take them back home. So you imagine this man and woman and the devil was pointing to every one of these facts. Be sensible, man. There's no way you can father a child. There's no way this woman can give birth to a child. Face the facts. That's what he wants to tell you. That's what he wants to tell you. Face the facts. That's what he wants to tell my daughter. Face the facts, Erica. She's not facing the facts. She's looking at God's promise. Hallelujah. But the doctors say, this one said, that one said, I don't care what they say. I want to know what does God say. Facts versus truth. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh so all that here will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham 
that Sarah could have given children suck. For I have borne him a son in his old age. I want you to notice how the Bible identifies this. Moses did not quote her saying, I've given him a son in his old body. Because he didn't have an old body. Man, he had a young one. But he says his old age. You see, Satan loves to take the facts and use them against him. Remember when Brother Brandon was standing there at the funeral of his wife and his wife laying in the casket and the devil started whispering to him and he said, everything he told me was the truth. Not long ago when we were working on our church, I stopped at a little store to get me some breakfast and I walked into a place there. The manager was sitting there and she was shaking and quivering and crying. I said, ma'am, you okay? She said, I have seizures. She's just sitting there crying and shaking. I thought, Lord, I'm going to offer to pray for her. So I said, you mind if I pray for you? She said, no, please. So I laid my hands on her. You mean you wasn't ashamed in a public place? Goodness, no. Might be time for Jesus to manifest himself in a public place. So I laid my hand on her and prayed for her. In a few minutes, I noticed she stopped crying. She stopped shaking. She got up out of her chair, smiling, thanked me as I left. That was a wonderful thing. But before I got to church that morning, right down the road, just a mile or so to work, don't you know that devil come right in my vehicle and me and Brother Ron and said, uh-huh. Now he heard you praying for that woman which had bob hair, makeup on, and pants. And how many times have you prayed for your daughter and she's still sick? What did he tell me? A fact. Come on, children. You think he ain't told that man the same thing? How many people have you prayed for and look at you and said, facts, yeah, but it ain't all the truth. It's only a piece of the information. He only wants you to see a piece of the information. I want more than a piece. I want to know the whole truth. Imagine Moses and the children of Israel as they come to the Red Sea. Him looking around and thinking, Lord, what in the world have you done to us now? Where are we going to go? Now, God didn't exactly tell him what was going to happen. God lets him get right up to it and then Moses cries out and God said, why are you crying to me? Speak. What do you want me to say? Speak what? Well, let's look at some facts. The sea had never rolled back and stood up before. The sea had never obeyed a man's voice before. Facts. Facts. It would be totally unscientific to believe such a thing could even happen. 
Well, come on now. No one had ever walked on the sea floor before. And they sure had not walked on the sea floor being totally dry. Fact after fact after fact. Oh, but here's the truth. Exodus 14, 21, and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. So now are we going to believe facts? Are we going to believe this? Now, historically, y'all can sit there and nod your head. Yep, 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 that's right. I believe it, I believe it. But what do you believe when you face these same things? It's easy to amen a past victory. It's not so easy to amen a present storm. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. Uh, let me say that again. It is easy to amen a past victory. Oh, yes, sir. I believe that. I believe that. But we find it much harder to amen. So be it, Lord. You're going to bring it to pass when we're right in the middle of a storm. Anybody ever been there? Anybody? Maybe you're there tonight and you don't know which way to go. You don't know which direction to turn. But just remember the same Lord God that led Moses and the children of Israel through their Red Sea. He will part the waters for you, my brother. He will part the waters for you, my sister, because he loves you just as much as he loved them. So what would it be, facts or truth? So the doctors may tell you if you stop taking your insulin, you will go into a coma and you will never come out again. But all of a sudden a revelation drops down inside of your heart that you don't need it no more. And what does it do? Then truth versus facts and truth overcomes. You know, it's a discouraging thing when you go to a doctor and they show you a scan and say, you know, Mr. Miss, whoever you are, uh, that thing is, is, is it's in your brain, it's in your liver, it's in your lung. And what's the human reaction? The natural human reaction for most people is to fear. And Satan loves to use the fact of fear, the fact of trauma, the fact of, oh, this one's in my family. My grandfather had that. My father had that. Oh, oh, goodness, I, I guess I'm going to die with that. Well, that may be the facts as far as the facts go. But God may want to break that cycle with you. Just because your daddy died with it and your uncle died with it, that don't mean God wants you to die with it. He may want to break that cycle with you and say it stops right here. Hallelujah. Can you imagine a man, General Joshua? He's given a commission by God to take the people of the Lord into their inheritance. It's written or says rather in history that there are about 28 years covering this span in order to take the land. Joshua's getting old and he tells them, 
There's still much more land to be possessed while you all wait. Go on in, take the land. But this is in the initial stage to where they're going up to the great city of Jericho. It's in the south land directly across the Jordan. It's the first city they must take. Big gigantic walls able to have chariot races across the top of them uh, to some historians say four abreast. So you can imagine how big those walls would have been. So, and God gives him now the tactic or the means by which he's going to take this city. Now, what he's going to do, they're going to march around the city one time every day until the seventh day. And when they're out there, they can't talk, they can't joke, they can't laugh, they can't say anything. They just march around the wall and then they go back. They come back the next day, they march around the wall and they go back. Now, would you ever believe marching and shouting would take down a wall that big? Well, now, the fact is there's never been a wall before in history ever flattened down by marching and shouting. Praise the Lord. This was totally, again, unscientific, and now it was not even reasonable. What person in the right mind could think they could march around the city? Then on the seventh day, the priests will blow the horn and the Levites will be carrying the word. And then whenever they come around the seventh time, because on the seventh day, all seven seals are open. Hallelujah. So on the seventh day, when all seven seals are open, then they're not looking. Well, this is not very scientific. Uh, this has never been done before. Has anybody looked to see if we have any scripture to back this up? They had not one scripture. They had not, no, not one previous record in the history of Israel or any other nation where anybody had ever marched around that wall. Oh, friend, let me tell you something. People say, oh, well, I'm just going to be another statistic. Well, why would you want to be? Why would you want to just succumb to the devil and not fight for everything that belongs to you as a child of God? But the truth is, Joshua 6.20. So the people shouted. When the priests blew with the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people got real quiet and the people sat there and held their peace and nodded their heads. That's what a lot of us message folks do. Oh, we're nodders, ain't we? We nod off to sleep, and we nod off to sleep, and we nod off, amen. Can you imagine Brother Branham whenever he'd send his old dog Fritz? He said he hated a skunk. But yet Brother Branham would send old Fritz in on a skunk, and you imagine if Brother Branham would said, whenever he'd take him up there, what skunk was? And Brother Branham would have went. And old Fritz would look back and say, you mean that's all you got? You mean you expect me to go in there and grab a hold of that guy? He's going to make me smell like a polecat. Ain't nobody want to be around me. And that's all you've got, a little nod. I'll tell you one thing. Some of you all ought to do better at home. It ain't just enough to scream and holler at a youth camp. You ought to get behind your poor old pastor when you go home. Don't just holler here. But when you go home, take that hollering back with you. Stand up and say, come on, man of God. Go ahead and get that devil. Go ahead and get it. Well, brother, God, it's not used to him. No, but show your pastor.
So the people heard the trumpet. Now watch, it's all synchronized together. They hear the trumpet. And they said, now. So the people. Thunder. So the people, oh, oh, what am I supposed to do? The people shouted. The people shouted. The people shouted. Hallelujah. They shouted. Why? Because God, God was taking his truth and humiliating facts. It had never been done before, but it was going to be done. never been a universal rapture, but there's going to be. Oh, hallelujah! Our bodies will be changed. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city over the top of facts. If you're gonna wait for the facts to be changed, you'll never be a victorious young person. But the odds are against me, Brother Donnie. I agree they are. The facts may be against you, but God's for you. Which one you gonna believe? Which one you gonna believe, young people? You gonna believe the facts? <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Tim, along with Carol, my wife and I, some other believers, was in Israel a few years ago. We come down near this place where Joshua was fighting a battle and he needed some more daylight. Now the facts are the sun had never stood still before. But that really didn't matter. He needed it to. What do you need tonight, children? What do you need? Joshua didn't have one scripture. He look now. Look at another fact. Even Moses didn't dare speak to the sun and the moon. There had never been a man since the Lord God spoke him into existence. They felt like he had the authority and the right to speak to the sun and the moon. The facts were against him. But his need was so great, he didn't care. Oh, glory to God! 
He didn't have one scripture. He didn't have one quote. Reminds me of the little Syrophoenician woman that come to Jesus. A Greek, a Gentile. She spoke to him and the Bible says it didn't even answer her a word. She got after the disciples and they said, Lord, this woman is aggravating the far out of us. That's Kentucky terms. <laughs> well, would you send her away? She's aggravating us. Now, can you imagine you come to me or Brother Ron or some of these other brothers here, Brother Tim, and say, Brother, I need prayer. I'll go on back and sit down, young boy. Go on, sit down, young girl. Sir, I'm going home. I'm flying out here in my bunch of, well, a bunch of proud preachers. I'll never. But what if Jesus is using that man to try your face? You imagine this woman, she didn't even have one scripture. She didn't have one scripture that he would heal the Gentiles whenever he was here. But her need was so great, my daughter. My daughter's grievous effects with the devil. I need your help. And Jesus turned around and said, listen to me, woman. You are a dog. Well, I'll tell you more. Arrogant, puffed up, smart aleck preacher. There's two words used in the Greek language for dog. One was big dog. One was little dog. Jesus used the one to the woman and said, you're a big dog. But she come back and said, no, I ain't. I'm a little dog. I'm even littler than you've made me. The scriptures are astounding. And Brother Branham says this woman had so much faith. Even Jesus couldn't run her off. Some of you can be run off by a deacon, run off by a preacher, run off because somebody didn't shake your hand. Lord, have mercy. Can you imagine being such a believer that Jesus stands in your way and say, you ain't coming. You say, yes, I am, Lord. Yes, I am, Lord. I'll grab a hold of you like Jacob did. The facts are against me, but I've got a need. I need healing. I need deliverance. I need the Holy Ghost. Facts, mercy, truth. Jesus looked at this woman and said, what face? Some of you get so discouraged because demons get in your way. You get so discouraged because the devil gets in your way. Well, what if you ever meet Jesus? And you say, excuse me, sir. I said, no. No, you're you're not going to heaven. Well, some of y'all look at me really funny. Look at Jacob and he got a hold of that man and said, look. I've got to be changed. I'm sick of being who I am. I'm sick of me. Well, I'll tell you, that's a lot of our problem. We're in love with me. If we can ever get sick of ourselves. And Jacob said, I've got to be changed. He said, let let me go. I ain't letting you go. I said, let me go. He said, I told you I ain't letting you go. You imagine him wrestling back and forth, back and forth. And it's about the break of the day. He touched him on his side. He said, oh, He walked in a proud, arrogant, 
message believer walked out like this a limping prince oh I would to God I would to God all of us left this meeting like limping princes and like limping princesses but we've met God we've had an experience with God that's more than screaming more than shouting more than emotion that'll change us the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and he said in the sight of Israel son stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon hang don't you even dare move in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still. Now, Brother Donnie, there's no scientific. Uh huh. So, see, you're still a fat person, ain't you? And you see, if you use your reasoning against Joshua and against Moses and against Abraham and against all these others, you tell me you're not going to use it for your own self when you by reason, oh, I can't do it, there's no way. I failed and I've made so many mistakes, y'all. The devil knows there is great strength in repeating your failures. Remember when David stood before Saul and David began to recall the previous victories that the Lord had done. What did that do? His own experiences with God enhanced and built his faith and reignited that faith pulsation within his being. And Satan learned from that principle. So what will he do? He will repeat our failures, our mistakes, our shortcomings. Oh, you've tried it over and over again. This preacher's prayed for you, that preacher's prayed for me, and that preacher's prayed for me. I don't care if 960. 75,000 has prayed for you. Don't change God's promise. Are you going to believe the truth or are you going to believe your past record of facts? And the sun stood still. Now, I've never tried this on the sun myself or the moon. I have been deer hunting a few times. And storms coming up, and I climb up my tree stand. Hallelujah! Storm, you go back that way. Then, of course, I get my raincoat, my bow, and my arrow, my gun, whatever. Go ahead and leave. Because <laughs> after I say it, Well, don't sit there and look at me. Some of y'all have done the same thing in your battles of life. Oh, you devil of sin. You, you, you leave me alone. Glory to God, I'm leaving this meeting. I'll tell you one thing. I'm looking for that devil. Be careful now. Be careful that you don't leave under the anointing of these preachers. I anointed men of God can preach you to such an elevation and such a spot. Remember the prophet told us the same thing. Under the influence of those gifts, those demons will leave you. That ain't necessarily going to be when your battle is. It's going to be when you get on the bus to go back home or when you get on the plane to go back home. That's when you're going to have to meet that devil face to face. You may get delivered of your smoking. You may get delivered of your porn. It don't mean that devil won't try to come back on you. And you'll either look at truth 
or facts. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Wow. Moses didn't even do this. And there was no day like that before or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. So if he would have looked at facts, he would have said, well, brothers, maybe we should go on a seven-day fast. Maybe we should pray a little bit. Maybe we should do this or that. But he moved on the pulsation of the moment. He felt like God wanted to do something. I'm so glad the man did, aren't you? There's no other place recorded in Scripture or in history that this ever happened before or again. But God had a man who took him at his word. Can I use another? Gideon. He certainly couldn't overcome an army with 300 men. Now, the facts were Gideon was not a military man in the first place. He had no experience as being a fighter or a leader of people. As a matter of fact, when the angel of the Lord come to him and he said, oh, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon would have said like we today, who? Me? You talking about me, Lord? You got the wrong Gideon. There must be another Gideon around here somewhere. I thought I was the only Gideon here in the field, but apparently there's another Gideon somewhere because that is not me. He said, oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. What was Gideon looking at? Facts. Facts. Under the hand of the enemy, he hadn't done nothing for God. Under the hand of the enemy, oh, we'll say his porn got a hold of him and his addictions got a hold of him and he was just squandering around, going to church, in, out, in, out, up, down, up, down. But praise be to God, the angel of the Lord saw something in Gideon that Gideon didn't see yet. Oh, hallelujah. I pray that's what we're dealing with here tonight, that the Lord sees something in all of us that we don't see yet. Yet. We don't see it yet, but we will see it. This is our time. The Midianite army numbered 100 35,000 warriors. Facts. Gideon's not a military man. The army they're going to meet has 135,000 trained warriors. Praise the Lord. Now, natural man would seek to increase his army. So Gideon starts out with 32,000. And God looks at him and says, y'all got too many. He said, what? What do you mean too many? 32,000 against 135. God said, y'all got way too many. Went, okay, Lord, whatever you say. I want you to get up and tell them, everybody that's afraid, go back to the house. My goodness, the first sermon my Brother Gideon got up and preached, 22,000 left his church. Whoa. Come on. Yeah. Wow. 
You imagine after that sermon, he thought about going into apology mode. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm so sorry. I must have got so excited that day. Please forgive me for saying that. No, and God wasn't done yet. Now, look, everything that's happening, the facts are stacking up against Gideon. 32,000 facing 130,000, bad enough. Now you're standing up there, and you've got 10,000, and God looks and said, you know what? There's still too many. Lord, are you sure? I mean, 10,000 against 135,000 people? God said, nah, you got way too many. Tell her what you do. I want you to take them down to the water. I don't want you to let them start drinking. Gideon said, okay, all right. Now, don't say nothing to them. Don't make no announcements or nothing. I'm going to watch the way they drink. So some of them old boys come up there. When they come up to the water, some of them would have laid down and some of them would have done like this. And they would have put their whole face, their nose and all, right down in the water and they're drinking. Now remember, they are within sight of the enemy. But over here was one, over there's another, over there's another, over there's another. They drunk like this. God said, that's my boys right there. These other old boys throw caution to the wind. The enemy's all around them. God says, give me 300. I'll turn the world upside down with them. Lord have mercy. What could God do with this group of young people here tonight? Not only the young people, but the rest of us in this place. If we know how to drink right, if we know how to approach it, oh yes, we know we've got an enemy and we know he's real, but we also know greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So they get your hand down the water and lap it like a dog. But they got their eyes open the whole time. The mother of boys just piled up. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I'm so glad to be a Christian. Oh, hallelujah. They're the first ones to head out of there whenever the battle gets tough. So Pastor Gideon gets up there and says, Good Lord have mercy. I've only got 300 left in my church. Lord, what are you doing? God says, now, let's fight. Well, Lord, do I do double time? I mean, you know, simplify. Do I, do I put them in the Marine Corps? Do I give them the double training? What do I do? Do we run? Do we jump? Do we lift weights? What do we do? I want you to take a picture in one hand and I want you to put a candle in the bottom of that picture. And I want you to take a trumpet and I want you to take a sword. I want you to divide up into three pools. It's gonna be a hundred, a second hundred, and a third hundred. And I want you to go down there and the Lord said, now tonight, I'm gonna move among you. You know why the Lord didn't want a whole bunch? If there'd been a whole bunch of them, they'd have said, look what we done. 
Look what we done, boy. I'll tell you what, we fasted and we prayed. Glory to God. I'm telling you one thing. We got down on our knees and we beat that altar. Glory to God. We grabbed a hold of the horns of the altar. God's looking for somebody to say, I didn't grab a hold of the horns. He grabbed a hold of my horns. Because I was mean as the devil. I was as lost as I could be. Oh, glory. But he got a hold to me. He got a hold to you. It wasn't what I've done. It's what he done through us. The truth is, Judges 7.22, and the 300 blew the trumpets. And the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow. I don't mind telling you, I'd love for every battle to go this way. (laughs) You understand where they were? They had the high ground. This is where they were. They were on the high ground. And the enemy now, they think the battle is over. So they're on the low ground. So all these guys are up on the high ground and they're divided a hundred, another hundred, another hundred and they're gonna blow their trumpet and then they're gonna break their pitch and when they do, the whole mountain is gonna illuminate with the light. And they're gonna look down there and say, Lord, have mercy. We, we are surrounded. We, 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 we done ruined. They don't know but they but 300 of them up there. 300 against 135,000. Well, how many share in this place tonight? 350, 400? Oh, you said, but Brother Donnie, oh, them demons out there, and every one of them demons are damned to hell. Every one of them demons and their destiny's already been spoken. Amen. And when there is no more demons, you will forever be. When there is no more cancer, when there is no more sickness, you will forever be. We are more than they are. We are greater than they are. Hey, I mentioned them old boys up on the mountain. They said, glory to God, let me at them, let me at them. God said, no, 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 no. Calm down. Y'all just keep the high ground. Just keep on saying, well, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Just blow them horns, pack them feet, clap your hands, and let your light shine. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn these old boys' swords loose on their self. And the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. So you imagine them lust devils started attacking porn devils. You understand where we are right now politically? The demon over Russia got jealous over the demon over Ukraine. And the demon of America didn't like it too well, so it keeps trying to get in there too. And the demon over Iran is trying to make buddies with the demon over Russia. Right, right. Don't look at me like I'm making this up. In Victory Day, the prophet tells us that the spirits, what causes war, is the spirit of these nations get jealous of one another. You see, Satan founded his kingdom on rebellion against God's word. Can you imagine how it must be down in hell sometimes? 
Them devils get so mad at one another. They are so jealous of one another. You imagine a little old headache devil. He don't rank very high. All he can do is just kind of cause headaches to people every now and then. And boy, he'll go up there and buzz up against them other devils over nations and they just fuss and fight back and forth and go on. You imagine what kind of place hell must be? Can you imagine what it is? Oh, friends, this is why we want our foundation to be upon the word of God. We don't want to establish our foundation. You, 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 young people going together with a boy or a girl, whatever it is, don't, don't, don't establish your relationship on rebellion against your father's headship. Don't, don't establish your relationship. You young men that will do that and try to talk that young lady out of doing what her daddy wants her to do and then you're going to marry her and then you'll be going counseling with your pastor and say, well, my wife does this and that and the other. It ain't no wonder that was the way your relationship was established upon rebellion. Well, I wish somebody preached with me now. Brother, if you want to marry that young woman, establish it upon the principles of truth. The Satan established his kingdom on rebellion and lies. Well, enjoy it, devil. I said enjoy it, devil. Don't you understand what's going on in the world right now? Russia, China, Iran, them devils kind of getting together a little bit. Oh, yeah. And America's getting afraid. Our nation is ruined. Our nation is gone. Come on, children. Somebody say amen. I ain't no politician tonight. I'm a preacher. But I've got a right to tell you we're at the end time. America cannot save the world. America is doomed. So here are these things. They turned on one another. So they just started fighting one another and killing one another. Them old boys just turned and said, glory to God. He set me free. He set me free. Yes, he set me free. And he broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound my Jesus to see. For glory to God, he set me free. And they're down there slicing and a cutting and sick as dogs and I mean blood going everywhere and people vomiting and people sick and they're up there just having the biggest holy roller meeting ever was. And they're saying, glory to God, I wish every battle was like this. I do too. Sometimes the Lord lets them go that way, brother Ron. Other times you have to fight for every inch of the ground you get in God. But it's worth every inch you fight. What will it be, young people? Let's start this meeting. Will we believe facts? If those facts speak against truth. And facts are a portion of truth. Or will we stand and say, it makes no difference what my flesh says. It makes no difference what the doctor says. The Lord God is the giver of my life. You know, every now and then the devil will come talk to you and tell you this and that and the other. You ever do you that way? Oh, God don't love you. God don't care for you. God don't this and that. I told him about a week or so ago, Brother Ron come to me blabbing his big fat mouth about something. I said, oh, 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 oh. So when did you go to working for God? You know what he done? Left me alone. Why? He knew I had his number. Well, he didn't stay away, come back again the next day, but I burned his hide again, left him alone. Hey, if he's going to hang around me, he's going to hear me talking tongues. He hangs around me, he's going to hear me praying. He's going to hear me quoting the word. He's going to hear me talking and confessing the good things about God. So devil, if you want to hang around, come on. 
Come right on, I'm gonna preach to you. I'm gonna tell you you're going to hell. I'm gonna tell you there ain't no hope for you. I'm gonna tell you that I'm an overcomer and you are defeated. Why? Because I believe the truth. The facts may be stacked up against you, but the Lord is on your side. Just think. Samson couldn't kill a thousand Philistines with a jawbone. Facts. Unreasonable to believe a bone is stronger than brass helmets and it's thick. No historical record anyone ever fought with a jawbone. <laughs> it hadn't been proven to be a good weapon or what we should say now is up to this time. But the truth is, Judges 15, 15, and he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand therewith. Oh, that was the truth. And Samson said, with a jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with a jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and he called that place Ramoth Lehi. And he was sore thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou wast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. But God clave on a hollow place that was in the jaw and water came there out. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again and he Revived. In other words, he had a revival. Out of what? The very tool that God gave him to kill his enemy with. Thank you, Lord. Wherefore he called the name thereof Ahak Orah, which is in Lehi unto this day. Now, the name, this name means spring of one calling. The spring of one calling. Oh, I pray the Lord will make a few more of these places in here tonight. He'll be able to hear us calling. Lord God, I need you. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your deliverance. I need healing. I need the Holy Ghost. Whatever it is that you have need of tonight. And God will be able to come by and tell you, I've already opened up a fountain in the house of David. As Jesus stood there that day in St. John 7, 37, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water from within you, from within you. Oh, and your Samson names this place. Oh, I would to God that we would be able to leave this place tonight and be able to say, I drove a stake down the first night of camp meeting 2023. I drove a stake down from my life. Satan, you buffaloed me. You've lied to me. You've given me fact after fact. I'm tired of your facts, devil. The Lord God hewed out a clave. He's got a place tonight 
and opened up a fountain. Now, it wasn't a river like the mighty Mississippi that I crossed today coming out of Mississippi into Louisiana. Can you imagine how tiny a stream that it must have been coming out of the jawbone of an ass? But it didn't take much to quench the thirst of one man. Do you understand? Whenever you fight some of your greatest battles, you are so depleted when you get done. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. And the Lord's won a tremendous victory and you are nearly wiped out. You are the most vulnerable you have ever been. Amen. Right there. That's right. Right. And what did God do? Out of that, God brought a revival. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right out of the very weapon. You know, the prophet said the only weapon the devil has, the only one he has, is to get you to doubt your weapon. Unlike man, man is constantly improvising, improvising. Our wars have changed in the last few years. Who would have ever thought years ago we would have been using drones to fight wars? Who would have thought we would have ever been using robots? You ever looked at some of the stuff that they've got into? Well, they've got packs of robotic dogs, robotic soldiers, and they have bombs and they have machine guns mounted to them. And they will send them things in there, their dogs, and they can stand up on their hind legs, and they can turn somersaults, and they can roll, and they can do all types of things, and they can send hundreds of them in there to be able to meet the enemy. No human life lost. Man is constantly improvising, but God has not changed his tactics, and neither has the devil. The devil uses the same things that he's used for thousands of years to try to get you to doubt your weapon. Well, I've tried it and I've tried it. It didn't work. It didn't work. No, just keep on trying. It will work. But he'll take your own facts of your life. Yeah, but you fail. Yeah, you was here last year. And what happened? Why you didn't have the victory a month and you're right back where you was. And look where you are tonight. You're worse now than you was last year. Well, them facts may be stacked up against you. But the truth is, the Lord God is here to help you tonight. The facts are 2,000 years ago tomorrow night Jesus' body was lifeless no breath no movement no pulse no blood pressure, dead. That was a fact. He was dead. And it was Friday, but Sunday was coming. You may be on a Friday tonight. I know it's Thursday, but you know what I'm talking about spiritually. Maybe you're dealing with a Friday, and it looks like you're so disappointed, so heartbroken. And you don't know what you're going to do. It may be your Friday, but let me tell you before it gets here, Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The facts were no respiration, no heartbeat. And the disciples were so disturbed and so tore up, run away, scared. They didn't know what to do. Why? They were looking at the facts. We thought he was the person. 
but very early on the first day of the week before daylight. Mary Magdalene and the other women came to the tomb. And what did they see? Not facts, but the truth. Whom seek ye? Well, tell, tell us where you've laid him. Where is it? We'll get him. He said, he's not here, but he's alive. Praise be to God. Amen. How many believes he's alive tonight? Amen. Amen. Well, there's some facts we can look at about our message. Our prophet's been gone since 1965. We've had all kinds of doctrines. We've had all kinds of splits. We've had all kinds of men that wanted to build their own agenda and go around the world with it. Fact, fact, fact. But the truth is, he's gone around the world proving himself the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still healing the sick. He's still setting the captive free. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe it tonight? Are you going to look around at the, the message stats? Or are you going to look at the message quotes and say, one more time, Lord. One more time, Lord. Walk through this place tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah. Facts versus truth. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads if you would. Praise the Lord God. Heavenly Father, I'm sure each of us could look at facts about our lives. Maybe even facts about our church where we go. We could certainly look at some of the humiliating and embarrassing facts about a lot of the folks that have been around this message. But we don't want to spend all our time looking at that. We want to look at the promise of God. Lord, we're, we're gathered here tonight because we have needs. There's sick among us. There's oppressed. Maybe some fighting suicide. Some burdened, Lord. Satan's using the factual sheet of their life. He reminds them of their slip-ups on their smartphone. He reminds them of their mistakes. All the facts. He had, keeps a record of them. But we're so glad that you don't keep fact sheets on us. Once we confess them, they're annihilated and destroyed. Once we make them right before you, Lord, we're so grateful for that. Lord God, on this first night, we want to go ahead and just do it right here tonight. We're going to indict the devil and just let him know he ain't going to control these services. Oh no, he ain't going to dominate our thoughts. He ain't going to dominate our lives. But in the name of Jesus, we will take our ground. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We want our health back. We want our peace back. We want our joy back. Hallelujah. We want victory back in our lives, Lord God. Because there's a shout of the King among us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We don't want to just get all fired up, Lord, and last for two, three weeks after this camp meeting is over. But we want lives that'll be changed forever. Forever, Lord God. Oh, I remember, Lord, when I first started coming down here years ago, and then I went to Happy Valley, it was then. We started bringing a busload of kids every year. We've done it now, Lord, for all these years. I've got young people sitting, Lord, in our church.
Father God, that started out years ago and now they're married and got children and married or marriage age children. Now we've got another generation and another generation. I keep sending them back, Lord, why? I want them to meet you. Have an experience of a reality of the living God. Oh, Lord Jesus, pass by this way tonight. Would you do me a favor now? Would you lay your hand on that person standing by you if you don't mind? We're going to pray for one another. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are a defeated foe. And we tell you tonight, the opening service, we are not leaving this place until we are changed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. Lord, some of these may have come tonight and they thought, well, if it don't happen to me, I'll never serve him. I'll I'll never try again. You've heard their cry. Lord God, you saw their needs before these meetings. Lord, I'm not sure what Brother Ron's gonna preach, what Brother Andrew's gonna preach, but we're just believing it's gonna be heaven sent, God ordained, that you're gonna minister to all of our needs, Lord. We know the primary focus is the use, but yet, Lord, there's others of us here. Father, we may be weary in the battle. Oh, Lord God, we need your strength. We need you to haul out a little place for us, Father. Oh, Lord, that the waters of life can be able to refresh us in our spirit, Lord Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, may every demon out of hell in the name of Jesus Christ recognize not us so much, but recognize the King. The same one that turned those men against themselves and annihilated 135,000 of them with 300 holy rollers standing up on the mountain shouting and praising God. They didn't even have to draw their sword. They just rejoiced. Same with the children of Israel when they stood outside and they shouted with a loud voice because the priests, the ministers of God had brought them to a place of elevation of worship and blew the trumpet and the people began to worship and they shouted their troubles away and they shouted the walls down. Oh, Jesus, we're just as needy tonight. Our Jericho may not have 20-foot walls. They might not stand 25 or 30 foot tall. It may be a CT scan or an MRI or a pain in our back, a pain in our hand, but it's as real to us as the walls of Jericho were. But we believe you're the same God tonight, Father. In the name of Jesus, may the angel of the Lord pass through this way tonight. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, may the sick be healed right here. We don't have to wait till the prayer line. We believe, Father, you're right here now. Lord God, may you pass through this way. Oh, Jesus, may you come through with healing in your wings. What is it? It's a healing campaign for the bride. Thank you, Lord, for the healing of our soul. Thank you for the healing of our spirit. But thank you, Father, for the healing of our bodies pass this way tonight. Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus. I know Brother Ron standing here tonight. Lord, we pray for him every day. Heavenly Father, the doctors will point this fact to him and that fact and this scan and that scan that I know about Brother well enough to know he's looking beyond their facts. 
He's already went beyond what they ever said anyway. Why, why not be the first one to break all records? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why do we have to be a statistic on the other side? Why not be the first one to live beyond what they ever said he would ever do anyhow? Hallelujah, why not, Lord? Oh, Father, if you can use one of us, Lord, to be able to do that, may it be so tonight, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, bring strength to your people, Father. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. The fact is, you're caught in a battle.
God is on your side. Amen. You heard all the facts this week. The devil's been talking to you in your ear, saying all kinds of things. But what about the truth? What about the truth? Hallelujah. Won't you just raise your hands right now and start speaking the truth? I am healed. I am saved. I am delivered. I am a son of God. I am a child of God. I am victorious. Hallelujah. You're going to manifest yourself in me, God. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are my savior. You are my... Come on now. Speak the truth. Hallelujah. Start confessing the word of God. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm not bound no longer. But I'm walking out of this prison. I've heard the truth of God. And the walls are coming down. Hallelujah. Do I hear those chains falling? Do I hear chains falling? Hallelujah. Because the truth is in the house. And when he's in the house, death has to flee. When he's in the house, healings take place. Deliverance takes place. Hallelujah. The truth is, you are not defeated. The truth is, you are not alone. The truth is, you've already been seen there rejoicing. Hallelujah. That's the truth. Hallelujah. So we can now act out in time what we've seen in eternity. Come on, child, children of God. Cancer's being defeated. Sickness is leaving the building. Hallelujah. Sins of all kinds are falling at your feet. I'm speaking the truth. Walls are falling down. Hallelujah. Sing that second verse again. Verse In fact, there been times you have questioned. Should you throw up your hands and just give in? And in fact, you have there's just no reason to keep fighting when you'll never 
Amen. Praise be the name of the Lord. Victory's in the house. Hallelujah. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today. It is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get me behind. Oh, victory today. It is mine. Tell him what we want. 
Hallelujah. I like hearing the truth. And this is nothing but the truth. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad the truth has been revealed to you? The devil's tried to give you all kind of facts. He has all kind of facts. Fact you did this, fact you did that, fact you did that. Heard it a few years ago, Brother Wayne, going down through all the lists that he had. But he said, somebody got a hold of the tapes. They're all gone. All the records that were against you is all gone. And only the truth remains. You were a son of God, a daughter of God before the foundation of the world. Before the devil ever put a fact on you, the truth said, you're mine. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him for a moment. You are not a God
to start off a meeting. Settling what is facts and what is truth. Amen. I believe you ought to think on truth. Think on the things of God and what he spoke about us. And what he has said about us. Too many times we dwell too much on what maybe somebody else said about us. Or the devil said about us. Tonight when you go to your beds. Go to bed thinking about what God said about you. Wake up in the morning thinking about what God said about you. And what, what you mean to him and his love towards you. And Amen. What a wonderful service sermon we heard tonight. And maybe you need that, that mule bone or that jawbone of an ass. Maybe you're looking for that. I'm not going to rush you out of this building. Maybe they've been feeling like you're surrounded and enemies coming on every side and you just need that promise. Don't leave here till you get a hold of that promise. That God, I need something that I can drive this enemy away. That I can have the revival that I need in my heart, in my life. I believe he's that kind of God for you tonight. We are going to dismiss. It's raining outside. Kind of messy. I want to be mindful of the areas around. This mud around here gets very slick and you can fall down real easy. I did it as a camper. I know what it does. And so uh, just there are walkways. You might want to make sure you stay on those walkways as much as possible. The uh, snack uh, area is open over there. And they have also have opened up the lunchroom for you so once you get your snack you can go into the lunchroom the area and sit down and fellowship for a little while amen whatever if you need that moment with God don't don't miss it and so we're going to continue to sing a few songs let you be dismissed if you have not registered if you missed that come in late or whatever somebody will meet you right here at this on this front porch of this building right here it's called the nurses station Uh, somebody will meet you there and get you to your your dorm or give you your assignment so in the morning again at 9 30 of course breakfast and wake up before that but god bless you tonight let's go very quietly and very reverently as you feel to go but if you'd like to stay and just talk to the lord you're welcome to do that brothers even later put some music on whatever but just find that moment with god lord i need a jawbone i need a promise God bless you tonight. And you are God alone. You are on your throne.